Father, we thank you for this opportunity to come before your throne, Lord. You have called us to order. You call these meetings, Lord. We don't call them. We couldn't get here unless your anointing and your power would draw us. So we thank you that you've drawn us here for a good purpose. You want to tell us some things from your word. You want to seal some promises. You're going to give us some assurances. You're going to heal us. You're going to bless us. You're going to take us to a different level and another level in our lives, Father. You're going to give us security in you. Give us understanding. Empower us. All of these things happen, Lord, with the hearing of your word. So we thank you, Lord, that we have ears to listen and we have hearts to open up to hear you and hear you well. And we thank you for that, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen and praise God. Amen, amen, amen. So yesterday we were talking about the power of our confession, our confession of faith, actually, uh, not just confessing any word. We did spend a little time on talking about the the uh, other ordinary words that we speak, how they are already cursed though, because they come from a portion of man, his iniquity, that's cursed already. Be thankful <clears throat> that there's a curse on words that don't line up with the word of God or they would come to pass, too. There would be constant warfare in the realm of the spirit if if our words, our words that come from our flesh had as much power as the words that come from our spirit. Amen. Because there would be no win. They just all the time. And so we're thankful that those words are powerless compared to the word of God. You know, it would take an awful long time. For some of these words that people are speaking to come to pass. These people, now people are talking about things like artificial intelligence. And they're talking about it in a positive light because when we think about that, we think about all the computer chips and all that wonderful stuff. But, you know, there, if you really read the book of Revelation, you'll see that there is a, a, uh, a mark. Doesn't say, you know, Magic marker, mark, pencil mark, magic eraser mark. It just says mark. Amen. You know what a mark is? It's a target. Amen. In, in other words. And, and so it says it will be in man's forehead and you could not buy and sell without getting that mark. It's a mark of the beast. And there are people who understand symbols and things like that very well and they are concerned. About these computer chips they're talking about putting in people's brains and under your skin and all that kind of stuff. And, and they're already grooming us to, um, uh, have what they call social credit scores. So you, your social credit increases the more you agree with the power in power. And that ain't God. You got me? It's never God. When the devil's people think it up, they're not honoring God. Because if you meditate on the word, that's you, you got the mark of God up there. And see, the more we meditate on God's word, the less prone we will be to receive another mark. Because when they tell you can't buy and sell, you say, <laughs> buy and sell, really? Are you kidding me? My daddy can produce man and I can get up every morning and bread will grow out of my yard. And I don't even have to plant it. All I got to do is thank him and worship him. God, I thank you for my manna in the morning and get up. It's right there. Amen. And so we have to be wise, folks. You know, these things are accelerating. 
and they're looking for ways to accelerate their power. But you need to know your God has all power and that iniquity has no power compared to your God. And I believe that's why God has been training his people to have his word in our mouths continually all the time. Amen. The Bible says there's no word of God that's void of power. Amen. If you say jot and tittle, bam, whoo, look at that. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, come on now. You say comma in the name of Jesus. That's going to do something. You understand what I'm saying? So God has, has found a way of preserving people. You know, his word preserves our lives. It always has. It always will. Look at Joshua and Caleb. Amen. All they did was get up every morning probably and say, Lord, I thank you. I'm going to the promised land. And they get a phone call, you know, old, old brother so-and-so, he dropped dead this morning. He said, "Woo, I'm going to the promised land. I'm not dropping dead. I'm going to the, do you understand? And they got there 40 years, but they got there. And we complained about believing God for three months for something. Well, huh? how would you like 40 years? You know, every day you're getting a little older, you think, mm. <laughs> till finally when they came out, Caleb said, I'm well able to take my mouth. Now, nothing happened to me. I'm just, that word preserved his life, preserved his strength, preserved his interest in going forward, his ability. Nothing changed in him in 40 years. He was still well able. And the same is true with us. We don't have to diminish. You know, our outer man may be perishing. You might get a little wrinkle here, a little something there, a little gray hair, whatever, whatever. But rebuke that <laughs> in the name of Jesus. I am not. <laughs> Age is not going to claim me in Jesus' name. I'm not hearing of it. Amen. I'm well able to take whatever God puts before me. So, amen. So anyway, our our powerful confession of faith, we have to understand there's power when we confess the word of God and use our faith behind it. Faith comes by hearing the word. You've got to listen to the word of God. You've got to meditate on that word. You've got to crack that Bible open when you go home. Amen. And and don't play this app Bible stuff, you know, on your phone. Because you put the Bible app, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to read I'm gonna my Bible app. That's the last app that gets open. You didn't, hurt. you didn't hit Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Mother TikTok. You didn't check on everybody. You know, ooh, they still doing that over there. Oh, my goodness. Let me, oh, yeah, I'm going to read my word. I'm going to get my word. 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 So we got to go into our secret place. That's why you go into the secret place. So Facebook can't find you. The gram can't find you. Nobody can find you. Amen. You go there and you get along with God and you start to read scripture and you start to let him give you understanding of what's for you. We would always say, you know, back in the day, oh, I got a revelation today. We were so excited. We have our little prayer meetings and, and Bible studies, and we get there. And before you get there, you were ready to share with somebody what God showed you that week, you know, and you were so glad to receive revelation from the word of God. Nowadays, we're so lazy, we let somebody else dig for the revelation, and we go listen to their tape. Now, there's nothing wrong with the tape, but sometimes that ain't your closet. Amen. 
your closet is just you and the Lord. It's not you and brother so-and-so's tape and God, you push God in the corner. You listen to brother so-and-so. God said, I don't play that. You know, if we got a closet, it's just me and you in there. Amen. And go get your Bible and start to find out what God has for you. Instead of every time you think about something you want from God, doubt creeps up. Doubt creeps up because you don't have that word in your heart. You haven't taken time to hide it in your heart. Amen. You know, when I was a new Christian, God began to show me what I was going to do for him, you know, for living in him. And it, it was basically just to fight devils all the time. Now, I don't look like that kind of girl. I know. It. You understand what I'm saying? But that was my work. You know, I would tell God, you know, I'd go to a women's meeting and everybody sitting up there, you know, we'd had a little continental breakfast and everybody sitting at the table and looking all pretty and stuff, you know, and I'm thinking I'm just going to have a nice little breakfast. And the lady across the table from me started foaming at the mouth. I said, stinking devil. How come every time I show up, somebody foams at the mouth? You know, and then you got to get up and pray for them. And you just believe God, you know. And I, I it's just funny, God. When, when things like that happen, all the people without power will rush first. You know what I'm saying? I just wait till the smoke clear. You know what I'm saying? I just said, well, you know, or I pray in tongues and it get real strong and then the thing would leave. Barely have to touch people, you know. And I found out you don't have to embarrass people to get them delivered. Let's see, if you don't have any power and you don't have an unction, you'll get up and perform right with the devil. But I thought to myself, "Mm -mm, you ain't doing that here. Now, I get up early. I don't get up early for a whole lot of people, but I got up early for God today. And I put on my makeup and put them. I'm going to look nice when I leave here, devil. You ain't wrestling me to death. You know what I'm saying? It's called faith. You work it how you work it with God. I work it how I work it with God. But for me, it was a principle. The devil, he he don't have to tear up everything in order for him to leave somebody. Just get up and just go. You know, you don't have to mess up the carpet. You don't have to vomit. You don't have to foam. You don't have to do none of that stuff. You have authority over him. Don't let him start messing stuff up. You know, you he does what you tell him to do. Amen. Amen. So, you know, God began to show me the type of ministry he had given me many, many years ago. And I found out I had to get full of the word before I could do anything against even for myself or do something outside of myself to help his kingdom. And and so that was my life. I feasted on the word. I feasted on the Bible. And I am convinced that a lot of our delays and what we need are because we do not spend enough time searching the scriptures for what we need and meditating on the word for what we need. Amen. You know, you can walk up to any single woman and ask her, what scripture are you standing on for your marriage? She can't even tell you a scripture in the Bible about marriage. You know, I can go sit in my car and just rev the engine up. Amen. I do like the dudes do. You know, for some reason, they like the sound of that engine. You know, I'll go rev it up. 
stay in there. You understand what I'm saying? But but you should know that. Whatever you're believing God for, you should know what the scripture says about it. Because you got to get that word in your heart before it can manifest in the natural. And then you begin to speak from it. Amen. Instead of when you see somebody married and they got to go home and say, oh, I got to go home. I got to cook. I'm glad I don't have. See, if you're waiting on a husband, you don't talk like that. You know, you can't be glad of things that you think, you know, you don't have things that you say you're waiting on or you believe in God for. Amen. You hear yourself say that. You say, God, something's wrong here. I got to correct this. Go home, get in your Bible. Crawl up in that Bible. Amen. And ask God one day, let my husband crawl up in here with me. You got it? See, that's a confession of faith. Faith has to be in your heart. It's got to be in two places, in your heart and in your mouth. Once that word gets in your heart, it has no choice but to come out your mouth. At some point, whatever you believe in your heart will come out of your mouth. If what comes out is, I'm glad I ain't married because you don't have marriage in your heart. You don't have a husband in there. It is very easy to get marriage in there. Just like you get your bill money in there, like you get your whatever else you got salvation in there you born again you can get everything else in there the same way you get got your born again in there you got born again but because somebody told you about jesus and you were miserable and you said i'm done with this misery i want him and you prayed the prayer your heart got full of hope and expectation that jesus was your answer and they said well if you believe that come on let's pray and that's how it happens that's how it's going to happen with everything in your life. But you got to get it in your heart. And you might have to fight your flesh to get it in your heart. You know, some people just have negative ideas about everything. To say nothing about a family life, a husband, marriage, whatever. They just got negative about everything. You ever looked at some of them people on TikTok for real? There's some crazy people out there. It's men signing up in in women's sports, and they let them. So what are you to do as a believer? You got to hold on to your confession. God made a male and female from the beginning. You can't trans into nothing. And they need to quit encouraging these people in their folly and their foolishness. Because now the backlash is starting. Now we got young women that knew, started out as girls. Somebody told them they could be a boy. They found out they can't happen, but now they've cut off everything. And they're miserable and sad because somebody sold them a bill of goods. So that's the kind of world we're living in, folks, and it, it keeps creeping in toward us. you got to stay in this word. If there's anything I want to impress upon you today, it's the importance of meditating, reading, and understanding God's word and taking it for you and using the word of God as your your promise, your defense, your weapon, your way to get peace. Everything, this word is everything to us. You know, people were saying stuff like one day they're going to ban all the Bibles. I don't care. I got the word in me. 
and the spirit of god in me they ban everything how you think people christians survived in the years before they had printed bibles we've been surviving at, at god's word ever since we've been a people so come on let's get you know and, and that didn't encourage anybody to read the word anymore you understand what i'm saying that's just something to talk about the issue is is are you hiding that word in your heart you are you meditating on do you have a, a ready answer every time the devil pops up with something or do you freak out and go call somebody you know well, that's better than not doing anything call somebody to pray for you you there i've had people in my life when i was a new christian i kept up with the the women that knew more about god than i did them other ones i know i don't have time for you girl <laughs> this sister right here she know what she's doing she come in here, a whole family saved. She pray for people. They get get what they need in a week. You, know, you come back week after week, nothing but answers to prayer. Then you watch the ones that are faithful doing the prayer, and you say, oh, yeah, I like her. That's my new BFF. Huh? And that's how you that's how you connect to God. That's how you grow. That's why we're a body. We're here to help one another and help one another grow in God. Amen. And and put the things in the past in the past. You're a new creature. Forgetting what's behind. Amen. I know that's like taking away your favorite toys, but you know, we gotta part with that stuff if we're gonna go on in God. You can't you can't have baggage going along. This is a, a light. This is you know, ain't you read read the Bible about we gotta this is a race we run? Amen. Laying down the weights, set aside the weights, everything. You know, Olympic runners, really, the first Olympics, they were done with no clothes on. You got me? They laid aside every weight, nothing to encumber them in their running, nothing to encumber them when they would wrestle. Amen? And so this is what we need to understand about, about what the Bible says. Put aside all this baggage, the, the stuff you used to do and you used to be about. And now pick up Christ. Pick up who you are in him. You've got a glorious future. You've got a, a, a very promising future. Amen? And when I say promising, I mean everything that you, you get from God, everything you believe for God in that word will come to pass. you got to learn how to stick with it, not get talked out of it, and get stronger in it. Get more adamant about it. Amen? Sometimes if it's taken long, you just need to get stronger. Now, I'm not leaving this on the table. I'm I'm taking this with me. Amen. You know, like the old gamblers used to do. As long as somebody had money in their pocket, they was in the game. That's what it means when it says I'm not leaving this on the table. For those of you perfect people who never sinned in your life and never. I can blame it on my late husband. He's not here to defend himself. He was a gambler in the family. I didn't do anything. You understand what I'm saying? So, so this is, this is how we live, folks. You gotta, you gotta be the cleanup woman. You know, God, when everybody else walks away, I'm gonna be here serving you. I'm gonna be here believing your word. I'm gonna be here praying for people, get my family saved, getting everything in that needs to come in. And if I die and find out I left something, raise me up, let me go back and get that too. Don't leave nothing out here for the devil to have a party with. Amen. So so the word of God, when when you confess Christ, that one confession, 
brought you into his kingdom. Amen. And his kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. But it also, that's the spiritual component of it. But the natural component of it is, is, uh, is many, many faceted and, and it takes care of every area of your life. Number one, your debts were all canceled. Past, present, and future. Past, present, and future. Why, why future debts? Cause you're gonna mess up again. I guarantee you. Amen. The first shiny thing that, that the devil shows you instead of going to church and read your word and be a good girl and be a good boy and all that stuff, you follow it. Amen. This is typical. Body of Christ has been doing this forever. Amen. There are people who are sitting up wondering how they got transvestites in the schools reading to and got laws to forbid you to complain about it. How'd they do all that? Well, we've been trying to figure out how to how to get money. Church has been on a money hunt for I don't know how long. We lost a soul winning aspect. We've lost a lot of the power of God. People wonder why, why we used to have healing ministers. What happened to that? They're all chasing money. And I'm not ashamed to say it. Do you understand me? Cause I knew something was fishy. I said, no, wait a minute, God. I don't need to go to, to church to find out how to get money. Oh! Did she say it? Yeah, she did. You understand me? Now, I'm all for prospering. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you got to be broke to be a Christian. But we don't need to spend 30 years preaching that to get people to understand it. We need 30 years uh, preaching how to get preachers to get out of sin. Cancellation of all debts, past, present, and future. All of them. You mean if I go and I'm a Christian, if I go make a bad business, yeah, that's canceled. Well, if I just waste my money away, if I get hooks on drugs and I'm a Christian, but yeah, it's canceled. Look at the prodigal son. He had an inheritance, made his daddy give it to him ahead of time and went out and blew it. And the daddy welcomed him back and put the ring back on. You know what that ring meant? All your debts are canceled. You got more money. Amen. You took yours and squandered it, but daddy ain't broke. Daddy got more. Amen. And it's yours. God would rather keep trusting you to straighten up than to be embarrassed by having a broke child in his family. Now, that just don't look right. You come to the family dinner, everybody else got new clothes and new shoes, and you broke and poor and looking funny. No, daddy ain't going to have that. Now, earthly parents might put up with it. Maybe they think they can teach you a lesson by letting you stay embarrassed. And maybe they can. I don't know. It might work for them. But God, he's not like that. He wants all his children To look good, talk good, smell good, whatever you think good is. Amen. He wants, he has the best for all of his children. He's no respecter of persons. So we need to start believing him like that. 
Believe him according to what he says. He says he does things with abundance. That means more than enough. That means leftovers all the time. Even if he has to manufacture food for you, he wants you to have leftovers. He never wants us to beg. He never wants us to be without. Amen. So all you got to do is believe him for it. Find you some good scriptures that have to do with him providing for you. He provided manna in the wilderness. Amen. And that's where we all start. We start out with God with nothing as far as his kingdom is concerned. We all start. It's a level playing field. We start out ignorant of the ways of God. We start out with nothing that came from his kingdom. And so he wants us to to trust him to provide for us and provide speedily. But he never, if you've ever wondered as a believer, if you're ever going to be broke, I got news for you. Quit doing that. That ain't even scriptural. How are you going to be in a house of plenty and provision and you don't get none? Huh? Those of you who have families, if you, when you cook there, all your children, you had a plate and a place at the table for all your kids. Nobody was left out. I don't care how bad they were. I don't care if they was drunk and stumbling coming up to the table. They had a place there. You understand me? That's what we have in God. You're not, you're never going to go without food. There's food for you. There's provision for you. There's shelter for you all the time. You'll never be put out of your house. You'll never be evicted. So quit worrying about stuff like that and start thanking God for your provision. The faster you can flip over into thank you Jesus mode, the faster you'll come out of it. Amen. Poverty really is more of a state of mind than it is anything else. It's not it's not even a real place. It's more something the enemy puts on us. So we get in the word and we find out what's ours. He'll prosper us beyond measure. What does that mean? You can't count it. There's so much you can't keep up with it. Amen? And it's a real thing. It's not just a dream somewhere. So all our debts are canceled. All your sins are forgiven. Past, present, and future. He purges sin from our souls. And he washes your conscience. That's why you can go up to a child of God and start telling them about stuff they did when they were a sinner. They said, no, I didn't. That person, my sins are forgiven. I'm real sorry. I can't engage in that conversation with you. Amen. The minute you start agreeing with stuff, like, you know, you meet somebody you knew when you was a kid, and they start talking that stuff, and you start smiling and talking with them, guess what? You wind up repeating that stuff. You keep it up. Because the devil will send another one and another one. And another one. Then one morning you wake up. I wonder what they doing. When you first got saved. You didn't think about those people. That's how he lures us back. Amen. Reminiscing the old stuff. Some no that wasn't me. I'm real sorry honey. I'm saved now. I don't do that no more. And God forgave me of that. You want to be forgiven? I can pray for you. Huh? And watch they smoke. Huh? Turn tail and run so quick. 
The other aspect, you, another provision is you have a new birth by the Holy Spirit. Your spirit has been born again. You are born of the spirit now and not just by the flesh. You're, the Holy Spirit connects you with God. You are connected with God at all times. Amen. You're not separated from him again ever. You may not be taking advantage of it the way you need to, but you're not separated from him. The only thing that happens to us, we shut God down, we turn our backs on him, but he is there with us and in us at all times to help us and to draw us back into him. Being one with God is the best place for any child of God to be. Having his full attention, listening to him, worshiping him, engaging him, that's your comfort place. That's your holy place. That's your place to relax. Amen. But everybody gets drawn off. You get the devil comes up with a problem for you, takes your attention away from God. Now you got to run down, track down and solve the problem. Then you find out later, I could have stayed with God because he has the answer. You got me? And so we're learning how to respond to God. But it's a good life because God will never forsake us. He never leaves us. He's always drawing us back to him. He'll find a way to get you back to him. Amen. And so this is how we live in God. We have our spirits are quickened and made alive with the eternal life of God. This is a life that is greater than any other life. It's a life that endures forever. It's more powerful than any other life it's the same spirit that raised jesus from the dead it makes alive your mortal body amen when you when you step into the presence of god you will sense either a peace that comes over you whatever it is that you need in that moment is what you sense in god you know a lot of times people say well i never felt that maybe you didn't need it i needed it You understand what I'm saying? But it's there for you. If I got it, you can certainly get it. Amen. I'm nobody special. Amen. And so whatever you need in God, many times we need a jolt of his power to make sure we know that he's alive. And when you read the Bible, sometimes you'll feel the the words of the Bible lift up off the pages. Those words will come out and, and make themselves prominent to you. Those are manifestations of this life. This is the life. You've never had anything like that before. I don't care how high you got or how drunk you got. You didn't get this. huh? You got a counterfeit where you thought you were off in another place or another dimension somewhere. Amen. You didn't get this. Amen. This is life giving. That's leading you to death. Amen. Why? Because you got to get another fix. It wears off too fast. That's how you tell it ain't God. God's high is everlasting. Amen. We don't just worship him for the high, but when it comes, it's nice because we apparently we needed it. Amen. You need a quickening. You need a jolt sometimes. Amen. Sometimes I'm sitting back there in the office and I'll start to focus on the worship music instead of whatever else I'm doing. I should be in here myself. You know what I'm saying? I say that a lot to myself. But, you know, you got to prepare yourself. I prepare me, you know, in the in the preparation 
position and and so in but sometimes i'll just listen to that music i said boy i gotta get in there what they doing in that pretty good right there you understand that's quickening that life jolts me again you know you come back into the place of life in god and and you want to partake of that more it's a drawing it's not something you fight it's it's something that draws you. It's God's welcome, Matt. He's saying, come on in. I got something else for you. I got a, a refreshing for you. I've got something for you. Amen. And and that's what we get when we're quickened by the eternal spirit. This power lasts forever. It was from everlasting to everlasting. That's what eternal means. It means it was there at the beginning. It'll be there at the end. You just jumped into it when you got saved. See, it's new to you because you didn't know it was out there. And so God begins to quicken us and bring that eternity into us. And that's why when you pray and, and it doesn't come to pass for a long time, you don't lose hope. You might say you're tired of praying. You might say you're sick of this problem. You might say, I, I wish this was over, whatever. But that's that eternal spirit keeps that flame alive on the inside of you. It'll start to quicken you again, and you start to thank God, God, I'm sorry. I was just tired yesterday, but today I realized that I've got to stay with this. It's still in me to receive this. See, that's why when you start praying for something, God's word is seed. Amen? When you when you start to to receive that seed, when you believe, when you put your faith in that, if God tells you, you know, I've got, I want you to, to prosper in your job now, I'm going to promote you several times. Amen. Praise God. Several times. Don't start. Don't stop with one promotion. He wants to promote you several times. If he did it once, he'll do it again and over and over and over again. Amen. You know, we think when we get somewhere, well, you know, this, I don't care about nothing else. I'm just content. Why? Don't separate yourself from God's plan for you. Get back in the word. You'll find out he'll reiterate that. Well, God, I got that promotion. No, I got another one for you. So he'll promote you over and over and over again. The guy that's a CEO of your company didn't think like that. And he's snorting coke every time he gets out of the plant. But he's still believing for another promote. Why? Because he needs one. That drug bill is getting bigger and bigger whatever he motivated you need to get motivated amen and god is your motivation amen just pleasing god is your motivation amen you know don't let a crackhead have more faith than you do good gravy and it's easy to come by all you got to do is stay in the word god will show you such things you we will never believe but that seed, once it's planted in you, once you start to believe that word, once you start to meditate on it, amen, you start thinking about something often enough and you're on your way to getting it. Did you hear what I said? Y'all don't make me start talking Greek in here because my Greek sucks and my my English is much better. You understand what I'm saying? But but you start thinking about something often enough, and you're on your way to receiving it. And that goes for the good and the bad, unfortunately. You get worried about something. Pretty soon you start filling your heart with doom and gloom, and you start speaking from it, or you start expecting it. 
You need to flip that script. Grab your word from God. Start believing that. Amen. Now, you might have to fight yourself a little bit to do that. You know, you you might have to fight some some ideas of failure, some ideas of it won't happen, some ideas of, of God won't do that for me, whatever it is. But if you stay in that fight, that's what the fight of faith is all about. You're fighting those negative thoughts coming to you. And they've been there all along. Amen. God's really all he's doing is 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 tilling the soil. He's uprooting some of that old stuff to make room for new stuff. Amen. You don't get a new brain with God. You got to work with the one you got and start renewing that one. Amen. Well, you know, Pastor Barb, I don't know. My brain ain't what it ain't like normal people's brain. No, you don't want mine either. Of course, it's not really normal, but you know, that's beyond the point. But you understand what I'm saying? What's a normal brain? Who has a normal brain in this day and age? We all been a lot damaged. Amen. So you don't need to know. You just need to give God what you got. Amen. Whatever the dope pusher left, whatever the, the abusers left, whatever the, the absentee parents left, and whatever, you know, whatever the abandonment left, give him that. He'll work with it. He knows what he bought when he got you. Amen. So you, you're a good, you're good level field for him to work in. He'll just start tilling that old soil, pulling all them old ideas up, start putting his word in there, give you a new idea, new outlook. Amen. You'll start talking different. Don't talk different around the wrong people. They'll steal it from you. You learn that pretty quick. Amen. And so this is how we we live for God, out of that seed of the word that he puts inside of us. And from that one seed that we got when we were born again grows everything else we get from God. Everything else is a branch off of that root. So so your prosperity is a branch off that root. Your relationships are branches off that root. Sometimes you grow up without a lot of friends and you wish you had friends. Just wait till you get saved. You have friends coming out of woodwork. Amen. Unless you don't want them, which I don't advise. You just learn how to love everybody. That's why God tells you got to love everybody. Because, you know, when when you're born again, you come into the family of God. You get a new family. That's one of the benefits of salvation. So you get a new identity and a new awareness of God, and you're born into the family of God. Another benefit is you have peace with God. That all comes from that one seed of born again. From Romans 10, 9 and 10, you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. Believe God raised Jesus from the dead. That's how you get born again. And from that seed, every other thing you need from God grows off of that seed. So that's how God gets into your heart. You have peace with God and you have fellowship with his saints. Amen. Now, you can go. That's how you can go to anybody's meeting anywhere and feel like you're at home. Now, you might have some devils that will meet you at the door. You know, come on, y'all. He got his welcoming party just like you got yours. You know, like back in the old days before you were saved, you didn't like going to church because you 
there was you felt new you ever feel like that i don't know all the words to them songs and all of that so you had to have an initiation amen and if the eye rolling sisters didn't chase you out of there or you saw an empty seat and you made the mistake of sitting in it and they let you sit there and that was so-and-so's seat that was the family pew of somebody and they made you get up if you survived that and kept going they'll kept coming amen but see when you're born again you can go to anybody's church anywhere and feel good you feel like you fit in you receive the message you you know there's a spirit there that's a welcoming spirit when god's in control amen now you might feel a little funny say for instance you're the only person of your your color or your skin tone that's there that little racial devil might say, uh, look, mm, that, uh, mm, nah. <laughs> he don't really say nothing much, but he go to uh, 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 make you feel uncomfortable. If you listen to that, you'll think all them people don't like you there. You know, they don't want you there. Oh, you don't go there. Them people racist. Huh? You understand what I'm saying? That's just a spirit, folks. You go in there and love on somebody and they say, oh, okay, hallelujah, how you doing? You know, you can break that with the power of praise. And you're not going in there with no attitude or nothing, but you just know God brought you there and you're going to stay. Now, you don't stay there like the religious people do. You know, as as my little Baptist friends, they say, they ain't running me out of here. You know, I ain't letting them run me out of here. You stay there with a bad attitude. I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about God's kingdom where your father is in charge. And everybody sitting there is a child of his and you are too. And you know it. And you know you're welcome there. So you can keep that little attitude that they don't want me here if you want to. But me, myself, I'm coming to get me some prayer because I figured out God is moving here. Amen. And I'm going to stay where he's moving amen and just enjoy yourself so you're entitled to fellowship with the saints of god you're adopted into a real family folks you're adopted into a a spiritual family and you don't have to fight your way in and you don't have to make people respect you and you don't have you understand what i'm saying it ain't about you no more it's about being obedient to god and being where he where he causes you to fit in amen you know, when we started this ministry, we, we kept the religious devil so confused. They didn't know what we was doing next. And people just said, oh, I like this. And they just came along, you know. Well, I got to stay overnight somewhere. How much does it cost? I'm going. I got to get on the bus. I'm coming. I'm coming. You understand? And it wasn't when you think of what the demand was on the average Christian, that was pretty demanding, I think. You know, because if you sit back as a leader, if you sit back and think about what the demand is on these people, you understand what I'm saying? Being on the road, it's tough when you got to have a breakdown and set up every time you have a meeting. You get thankful for a building where you can, oh, I will have to break down. We have made it to heaven already. You understand what I'm saying? So, so the demand is there on, on people to, to, put pressure it puts pressure out there on an individual but also it puts confusion on the enemy see the enemy was too confused to say uh give me my seat i i own this pew 
you understand what I'm saying? You don't get that if you got to pack up and move every time you go. So you, you, every time you have a meeting, so you keep the devil confused and people are happy. They say, "Oh yeah, I'll see you. where I got to go? Oh, that's okay. I'll be there. You know, you say, what time I got to get up? Six in the morning? Oh yeah, well, oh I got to be out the house at six. Oh well, yeah, that's good. You know, it's called grace. It's called fighting the devil." Because what the devil's been after in this ministry forever is the prayer. Been trying to kill it. Now you think about it. What would he be after? He's after praying saints. Amen. So you got to obey God to stay 15 steps ahead of him. You know, people would ask us, when is your service? Saturday? You don't have no Sunday? No, I'm sorry. Sorry, but not sorry. Because you soon learn that when people wanted God, they came Saturday. They want religion. They're looking for Sunday. Oh, she said that? How could she say that? It's true. God will give you a way to keep the devil confused. How, How do you think we all survived as long as we have? You look at people who have had prayer ministries. They don't pray no more. You can't find the leaders no more. You can't find nobody. Then people get annihilated. You know, I, I went, I was, we were in a church one time and, and I talked to the pastor and he said, now what do you say your, your ministry is? <laughs> and I told him, he said, really? And he sat down. And he, just, he said, listen, I knew some people once who started something like that. <laughs> I mean, you know, y'all, how y'all doing? You doing good? Yeah, we doing good. He said, well, good. I'm glad to hear it. Everybody I know that tried to start something like that, man. Toyed up with witchcraft, false prophecies. Everybody got a vision every time you come together. Huh? You know, and people call me mean because I have to keep order. I'm fighting for my life. Because, see, if this goes down, where am I going to do? See, so you fight for what's important. Amen? <laughs> you got to do it. You know, this is like you're, you're a child. I never had natural children, but this is like a big baby. That you got you to gotta fight for this thing forever. Do you understand me? You know, I see some women, they, their son's 50 years old. That's my baby. I said, I understand. I said, I got a 35-year-old baby still fighting for it. Do you understand me? And 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 so this this is how you you stay with what God gives you. You are a family of God. That's why I don't let anything stop me from going anywhere God tells me we're supposed to go. You got me? And doing what God has told me we're supposed to do because I know what he's provided for me. And I look for to be welcome when I go somewhere. I don't look to be shunned. I don't look to be turned away. You understand what I'm saying? You just get that peace in God and you go and you take your spot and receive what you're supposed to get. Amen. So you have fellowship with the saints of God. You're entitled to that. Amen. And and God will find you a place where you know you belong there. Quit doubting. Quit trying to figure out what do I do next. Quit moving around so much. Amen. He's got a home for everybody. 
You got me? It's And it's wherever he leads you. It's like Abraham. God said, get up, leave your family. This ain't your stuff no more. I got something bigger and better for you. And that's what he has for all of us as believers. Something bigger and better. Where your natural family rejected you, the family of God accepts you. We have to love everybody or we in trouble. I got to love you or I'm in trouble with him. I'd rather love you and stay straight with him, try to hate on you for some stupid reason. You know, love everybody. You got to love everybody and you got to show love. You know, love ain't nothing till you prove it. Well, all you women need to write that down. Female trick number one. Make that brother, that brother, you get tired of hearing, I love you, baby. You say, you got to show me something. Uh, so far, I'm paying for all the dates and it's in my car. And that's what they do nowadays. And see, y'all call me old school. I don't care. That's better than no school. Y'all don't have no school. You ain't learned that nowhere. Huh? Some brothers are freeload as long as you let them. Say, you talk about That's right, Nikki. You talk this love stuff. You got to show me something. Well, baby, I ain't ready to get married. I ain't ready to marry you either. You ain't showed me nothing to marry. All right, I'll recover. That seed of the word of God also gives you a hunger to know God through his word. There's a there's a drawing inside of you. Once you're born again, there's a drawing in you that draws you more toward more of it. You know, you like a junkie now. You're obsessed. You got to have more of God. You think there's something else wrong with you, but that ain't it. How many of you have found that out over the years? Well, I think, you know, I'll be glad when I get some of you. Honey, you might as well get glad now. Because the rate you're going with that little feeble faith of yours, you ain't going to get right there real soon. So don't put off your joy till you get. I'll be glad when I get uh, a bigger, a better job or a bigger house. Uh, they, uh, don't put off your glad till then. You may not get glad if you <laughs> you sitting up whining and complaining. God don't bless whiners. I got news for you. I mean, he loves you and all that, but he can't bless you where you at. You got to come out of wine and you ain't getting no cheese with it either. No crackers. And no salami. You you have to do that wine by yourself. Amen. But you're going to have to come out of that because there's no faith in whining. See, he's looking for your faith. And see, he's putting a squeeze. He's letting your situation put the squeeze on you. Because see, behind that whine, there's your faith sitting there. See, the Syrophoenician woman was like there. Remember the woman that had the daughter that, that was demon-possessed? And she came a-whining, you know. Lord, I worship you. And my daughter, so, oh, she just, she got a bad demon. She just laying on the bed and, all day long and 
you know, have mercy on me. And she whined and, and then he finally told her, he said, look, lady, we do, this is, this is for, for God's children. This ain't for you dogs. And she said, really? You see the whine left, didn't it? She whined no more. See, behind that whine is your faith. So her faith was behind that whine. So he had to push that. He had to provoke that whine to stop. Huh? You ever go to your mama crying and, and, and couldn't stop? You know, one of them. You were sure that was going to work and make mama give you something. And she, girl, shut up. You act like you couldn't shut up, right? <laughs> go have a little seizure now. I had a little nephew like that. I ain't going to tell you which one it was, but it's, he'd go have a roll his eyes and back his head. He'll have a seizure. Amen. <laughs> and that might upset mom for a little bit. Then after a while, she realized, you know, when everybody else went out to play, they stopped the convulsion all of a sudden and went outside. So they wouldn't talk to you until you straightened up. Amen. And then you asked for something. You found out she gladly gave it to you. Amen. Smart moms that give you anything to shut up. Huh? True that. Amen. And God will do the same thing. But he wants you to ask. He wants you to know you trust him for it. That you don't have to put on a lot of drama in order to get him to move. What did he tell Job? He said, get off that bed. Quit whining with your friends. Shut the door. Sometimes that's all you need to do to get your turnaround. Shut the door on what you've been listening to. Let's start listening to God. He made Job make them brothers quit coming by. See, Job thought he wanted sympathy. His clue he didn't need sympathy should have been when his wife told him off. See, he could have snapped out of that little stupor then. But he let the, the friends keep it going. Amen. Let's keep it. Oh, one thing, oh, Job, you must have done this. You must have done that. You must Then God shows up one day and said, get up out that bed. Job's like, I'm sick. He said, no, go put some clothes on and talk to me like you're supposed to. Amen. You come to God a certain way. Amen. Come to him in, in the dignity that he gave you. Come to him in the, in the sincerity that he gave you. Come to him looking for answers because he's got them for you. Amen. And so you're entitled to have answers from God. You have that hunger and thirst for the right thing in your life. And God says that he's going to give it to you. He's It's guaranteed to be yours. Amen. In Mark 11, in chapter uh, chapter 11 and verse uh, 20, 21, Peter called to remembrance the fig tree that had been cursed. Jesus cursed it the day before. And he marveled that it, it had started to wither already amen jesus said no fruit grow on you hereafter and it happened overnight and jesus answering said to him have faith in god so what that means is that i don't care how long it takes you to get something from god it's accelerated already let's say it again no matter how see we think we're waiting forever on stuff 
God's waiting for you to find something to do besides watch him. Because he's going to do what he says he's going to do. you the one he's watching to see if you're going to be faithful. Amen? So let's don't get it twisted. Get that straight today. And don't go back to that old way of thinking. But everything you get from God is accelerated when you do it this way. It says, have faith in God, for truly I say to you, whosoever shall say to this mountain, we know it by heart, but do we believe it? Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. See, we skip over that. I ain't doing none of that. Well, get to the good part. Where's my Where's my bills? I got to get paid. And that's your mountain, a self-created mountain. God saw every brick you put in that mountain when you was doing it. He still let you do it. Yeah, right. And he said, if you shall believe in his heart that those things he say will come to pass. That's your test. You got to believe it's going to happen. Even on those days when you don't feel full of faith, you still got to believe it's going to happen. Even though you started out with two symptoms and now you got ten, you still got to believe it's going to happen. Amen. Even though you started out in in five hundred dollars worth of debt, and now it's fifteen thousand, you still got to believe it's going to happen. You understand what I'm saying? It's going to happen. It's going to come to pass. It may not be coming through the the big door you create, the imaginary door you created it for. You know, you have a dream one night of dollar bills. You know, you open a door and dollar bills fall in on you, and you say, "Ah, it's an avalanche." Make them 20s, God. No, make them 50. No, make them hundreds. If I'm going to get smothered with a pile of cash, let it be hundreds. Huh? Even though you believed it would come in as a mountain, it is starting to trickle in. But it's coming in. Amen. Noah got a, 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 finally got a dove branch with with an olive branch in its beak that was it and he knew that it was the rest was coming amen that's all you need to do is have a small inkling of that answer if you why would we just overlook the small when the answer in any form it always starts as a seed it starts small and then it grows from there amen and check this out it grows even with your toe-up confession. Even in your bad mood and your whatever, whatever we go through, doubt. God, I just don't wait. It don't come by Saturday. Like you not speaking to him is going, you know, like he going to come down from heaven and not be God because you don't speak to him. He even more God when you don't speak. Did you hear what I said? He's even more God when you don't speak. Why? He says, when you're faithless, I remain faithful. Because I can't deny I promise that to you. It's going to come to pass. You can be over there and be crazy if you want to. You can let them cart you out of here and give you shock treatments if you want to. But I'm still going to bring that and put it in your garage. It's still going to show up in your bank account on the right day. You'll just get a call at the mental hospital and they'll tell you, well, you know what? We've been looking for you. 
You got some money here. Now you can either be there and enjoy it or you can get the phone call. But God's going to bring it to pass. Amen. It's going to come to pass into the earth because his name, he's co-signed it already. Just like the man in the at the gate of Samaria. He's the king's right-hand man. Be careful who you BFF with. Amen. Prophet prophesied this time tomorrow. I love them kind of words. Huh? We all love them. You're supposed to love them. Because they let you anticipate it so you don't miss it. You know, if you've had a long drought period between answers, God needs to tell you this time tomorrow, or it won't be long now, huh? And he said to this time tomorrow, there's going to be food here. You're going to be buying and selling here again. This place is going to be just like it was before this famine started. And what the guy said, I don't believe that stuff. There'll be windows in heaven that won't happen. The prophet said, what's going to happen, brother? But you ain't going to be here to see it. Then what happened? The king put him on the gate. And when people found out there was food there, they trampled trampled him to death. He never saw it, according to the word of the man of God. Amen. But see, God brought it to pass, period. A lot of the things that we believe God for, they will come to pass. Amen. Come to pass for somebody, but God's name, he, he can't deny he co-signed with you for that. That's going to happen. He's the co-signer. You're the recipient. Amen. If you ain't there to receive it, it's going to happen anyway. Amen. That's how sometimes kids inherit things from their parents. God's name is on it. He's going to make it happen anyway. Amen. Parents are long since gone home to be with the Lord and the kids still have it. Amen. His blessings don't stop. Amen. They're there because he said he would do it. That's why it happens. When he says you got to believe it'll come to pass. You'll have whatsoever you say. If you believe it'll happen. See, that'll stop all this dead confessing. Don't get me wrong. It's better to make yourself say the word so you'll hear it again. It will help your faith to hear the word. But you got to believe that thing's going to happen. Amen? And then you'll have it. You can believe it'll happen for a season. And this is the odd thing about God. You can go away and, and forget about it. You ever done that? Forget believing? But you believed at one time it was going to happen. See, as long as you don't go back and say it's not going to, no, God's not going to do that. No, don't ever say that about anything you, and don't say it over my prayer. If you my prayer partner, you're going to always be confessing this happening. I believe it's happening now. It's happening now. Call me up and remind me it's happening now. Amen. Remind yourself it's happening now. Amen. Because God will bring it to pass. But you've got to keep that alive in you. You've got to find ways to keep it alive. Don't let it go dormant because you don't see anything for a season. You're not, you're not in a, a magician. You know, that stuff was killed for believers in Moses' day. God took all the magic out of Moses. He don't put that in his preachers anymore. Amen. 
He puts faith in us. Faith in God. Oh, boy. I thought I was going to see something right away. No, you ain't going to see nothing right away. Little warlock. Little witch. We ain't doing magic around here. We doing faith. (laughs) Huh? You got to believe it's not magic. Amen? We believe in faith, folks. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't what we doing. So we have faith in God, which means you trust him. It goes on his schedule, not yours. You know how we used to buy them little calendars and mark off the days? You'll put a nice little calendar, dry erase calendar on the refrigerator and, you know, you know, uh, kids day, Monday through Friday, school, 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 daycare, school, school, school. Uh, X that out. That's your calendar. God's got his calendar. When he puts you on his book, you booked. Amen. And you can't shake him. You can't move him. Why? Because your faith has got to be tested. If you're shifting your weight from foot to foot, day one, you start praying. You need somebody to simmer you down because you're not really believing God. See, there are many things that will happen along the way in your believing. You, you'll have new issues come up. You know, it's like, well, God, I'm holding down as much as I can hold down. No, you got another hand over there. You just got five fingers involved. You, you got another hand. Oh, you can hold on to some more. Well, both hands is full. God will open them up again. I'll put some more in there, but you're going to hold on. I don't know if I can hold <laughs> oh. See, he'll force the wine out of us. That begging for relief from the pain of waiting. Who told you waiting was painful? You can make it your greatest joy. God, I thank you for those days I had to wait because it taught me something about your faithfulness. See, grown-ups do that. Grown kids in the kingdom do that. You want to stay baby, you're going to keep whining. and oh, I can't wait, God, shifting your weight from foot to foot. You know what I'm saying. I can't wait. What's wrong with you? Need a little fix. I had me a faith fix, but go get in your word. Amen. We all need one of them. Go get in your word. Huh? Go sit down and, and go to believe in me for real. See, if your faith will only hold you 24 hours, God can't let you live like that. He loves you too much to let you live like that. So then 24 goes into 48. 48 goes into to a week. Week goes in month. Month goes in the year. You got to look down the road a little bit. For your your blessing. Because see God's got a lot of kids. That want to take his goods. And run away with them. Just like the prodigal and waste them. God wants you to build something. You got children. You got grands. You're going to have great grands. So he's planning that far off for you. And you sitting up here. Wanting to go and, and spend it on something frivolous. In two days. See, It's not kingdom. And you got to understand, your faith belongs to God anyway. See, that it's coming from you, but it's invested in God. Once it is invested in him, there's a kingdom purpose behind what you're doing. Amen? There's a kingdom purpose behind everything. 
you know, I would ask God sometimes, God, how come we don't have more than X number of people? And you never got an answer. I just, well, okay, God, thank you for what we have. Amen. Then they start leaving. You got me? Oh, God. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? So he's teaching me these ain't my people. You don't count heads on God. Do you know David got a lot of people killed counting heads? You don't want a preacher that counts heads over you. So you learn how to be faithful to whatever. Amen. A lot of preachers, if their numbers drop below something, they go get a job and say, I ain't doing that no more than people. It's not enough. They do that every day. In fact, to some of them, COVID was a favor. Because they got an excuse to quit something that they didn't have the heart for. All the people that had their heart in it, they're back up and running by now. You understand me? And so, you know, God does a lot with these things. But your faith will have to be tested. How much? Hang on and find out. Amen. You just in chapter one. We got 24 chapters. We got 25 chapters in your book. That many? Yeah, you know the end. We let you read the the last chapter already. Amen. You go to heaven. He wins. You get everything you need. Your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And you're in you're in process of filling in the details right now. That's what your life is. You're filling in the details. You're not here just to get stuff from God. You got stuff already. Open your mouth and start seeing it manifest. So let's open your mouth in faith. So Mark eleven twenty three says, have faith in God. Put your faith over in God and have the faith of God. Let your faith work like God's faith works. And his faith works by his spirit and his word. When they mix together, you have what comes out of your mouth. You can have what you say. And he says this, and when you stand praying, forgive. He didn't tell you to go on Facebook and badmouth people that don't like you. Because really some of that attitude you're putting out against them, they ain't no, you ain't nothing to like, really, not right now. I mean, seriously. So, you know, you see people spewing out some of this. Uh, God removed them because they went up to, they, were, they wasn't ready for you. They was holding you back. Why is it everybody that exits your life was holding you back? I've never found that to be true. You know why? Because everybody that exited my life, God had me eventually go to them in meekness and apologize. For what? I don't know. I just say, hey, if I've done something, I want it, I want it out of the way. Now, we walked together for a lot of years for us to be feud now. I don't want that. Not on my record. I'm trying to get to heaven. You understand what I'm saying? And I didn't give on, go on Facebook and write a post about it. I talked to them. So you forgive. If you have something against God, it's not going to bless you. And, other, and he says this too. You, you're a big giver. You are, I'm a tither. Not if you are, you've, you've got something against somebody, so take your money back. God don't want your money. You don't have many, hear many preachers say that. 
gee, are there any conditions where God don't yeah, if you got something against somebody? Amen. He's not going to deny you on the amount. Did you know that? Huh? The, if, well, you know, well, what about the widow with the mite she threw in? That was less than all the big, the big givers. Pharisees strutting up there wearing stuff they bought with your money. They can afford to give more. Jesus, I ain't paying no attention to you. I like this lady right here. Amen. Because she knows she needs me. She gave me everything. She's a give God all giver. So he's not looking at the amount you give. He's looking at what you keep. I think I'll say it again. He's not looking at what you give. He's looking at what you keep. That's always interesting, God. What you keep can either get you in trouble or out of trouble. Amen. So he likes to be in charge of what you keep also. Well, I give it. You know, I can just hear it now. All the legalists. I tithe. You know, like that's the be all and end all. I have no clue what I give. You know, I'm serious. I'll bankrupt myself. I was I was short this month. Of course, I found out Walmart was siphoning off of me. See, that devil Walmart again. Remember I told y'all God told me about them stealing from me? They back stealing again. Got to keep my thumb on them rascals. You got me? But but some, some, some people are bigger thieves than others. I'll put it to you that way. But but you 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 know I I'll just give out of my heart. When you give out of your heart, there's let me tell you what you know when you do that. When you I don't give out of guilt, I don't give out of legalism, I don't give to I don't give to keep a curse off me. I don't give for that. The curse was broken with the blood. I'm curse free anyway. Do you understand what I'm saying? But I give from my heart. When you do that, let me tell you one thing: you are assured of. That you will never run out. I'm going to say it again. When you give as you purpose in your heart, you will never run out. So, it's you know, and I was overdrawn. Um, What did I get? Oh, I went to the bank and, oh, I know what. I went to buy gas with my bank card and it said insufficient funds. I said, you know, it's pearl clutching time. How dare you? I'm smart enough not to run it through there again, you know, because people tell me they take your card back or something. I ain't getting that. I'm going to give me a card that worked. American Express, they always got money for you. Give me a card that worked, honey. And and, and so when I saw the insufficient funds, I'm thinking to myself, well, God, how did that happen? But you know what? When I got my bank statement, they didn't charge me for it. Then nobody did not get paid. You know, somebody's hanging up in limbo waiting. I don't know what they waiting on, but, you know, they get their money, whatever, whatever. But I found out I had a card. My bank card was onto my Walmart app, and they just siphoning money off that like they just know there's more coming. Like they, they serving God. You understand what I'm saying? But in all that, God never let me be penalized for it, not overdrawn. You know, and I don't have to go and talk to the bank people, explain I don't call nobody for nothing. Do you understand me? 
He covers you. uh, You don't have any debts in God. Amen. He's unlimited. And yeah, I get a little slap happy when we make baskets and stuff. Pastor Shirley reminds me. She said, now I know you put your money in. You understand what I'm saying? She's there to help me. But, you know, because she knows I'm slap happy where money is. I'll give God anything. Lord, please don't even get me started on that. I'll start crying. But what he's done for me, I could care less about money, things, whatever. That's another life. This life I'm interested in is what does he want me to do from day to day? What does he want me to do for y'all? Amen. Most of what we get, we, we, you know, I just bless people. I want, I preach rough. I'm, I'm a hard kind of, you know, black and white person. That ain't going to help you stop. You understand what I'm saying? So I got to soften up somewhere. So I did it with lunch. Let's have a box lunch. You know, I'm sweet to you. Do you understand what I'm saying? You, you do what you got to do. And, and so, but I'm telling you, this faith confession is more than just parroting words repeating what you see in the Bible. You gotta get that in your heart. Most of your activity will be meditating to get that word in there so it will begin to produce and come to life and it will manifest what it says it will do for you. Amen? Why don't we stop? Lord, we thank you for your word. Thank you for understanding. Thank you, Lord, for the gifts of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord, for the gifts of God. Thank you, Lord, for the word of God. And for your power and your anointing that blesses us, carries us from one place to the other, covers us, helps us, encourages us. So, Lord, we bless you. We thank you. We praise you for what you are doing. And we understand and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen and praise God. If anybody needs prayer, come on up and pray for you. Got me some music, Miss Vicky. Thank you. And we can go handle dry prayers around here. That's a music prayer. (laughs) Praise God.